0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to How to College for First Gens, our podcast where we get together over some coffee to have real conversations about what it's like to be a first generation student before, during, and after college. If you are a new listener, our goal as first gen students is to share knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a bit more about the experience from other first gens, and hopefully help others going through some of the same challenges we've experienced by sharing lessons learned from fellow first gens. I'm Cody Daly, one of the show's co-hosts, a first-generation student living in Chicago, Illinois, whose job as a post-secondary counselor is to help inspire the next generation of first-generation students. Today's episode is about community college. Some have said that our country has entered the community college era, as more and more students are choosing to start at the community college level before embarking on their path to a four-year college or university. At a community college, or otherwise known as a junior college, students can earn an associate's degree and or various skilled certificates. Community colleges offer a wide array of degree options and courses, including general education and elective courses that are transferable to four-year colleges and universities, various career degrees and certificates that lead students to gain full employment after just two years of courses, and classes for the greater community such as citizenship courses or even basket weaving. Today our guests plan to share their first generation experience with navigating the community college process and experience. Now let's meet our first guest. We begin today's episode about community college with a current high school senior who will soon attend a community college, a student named Denise. Hi Denise, how are you? I'm doing great, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for being here. We're so excited to have you on our podcast episode today, which as you know, is all about community college. But before we get started with that, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Of course. My name is Denise Gonzalez. I am 17, currently a senior in Stagg High School, and I'm going to be the first generation to attend college in my family as well.
0: Nice, nice. And obviously with that, that's super exciting to kind of always be that first one to do it. That comes with a lot of pride, I would say. So, Denise, as I mentioned, today's episode is all about community college, and I know that that is um, the path that you are on. But first, I'd just love to talk about what you know about a community college in general. Thinking back as a child, you know, elementary school, middle school, even early parts of high school, do you remember being exposed to the community college at an early age? And if so, how so?
1: Not necessarily. I really was never talked about, my mom was never, like, she never really mentioned anything about college, probably because she didn't know much either. So as I, like, started to grow, started to go throughout, like, the grades and, and school and stuff, Um, people were, were talking more and more about colleges and stuff. Got to high school, colleges were a, <laughs> are a big thing. I got introduced to a bunch of colleges. I was, I got opportunities to go to different college fairs, and that's where I kind of got most of my information that I know now from those
0: college fairs. That's great. And is, is that how, is that kind of the time when you say you also learned about four-year colleges too, like four-year universities?
1: Yeah. The college fair was at Moraine. So I got to learn about Moraine there. And I also got to learn about four-year colleges as well and a bunch of other um, different types of schools.
0: That's awesome. And obviously as a first-generation student, that was probably so much information, right? It, so it much was. different, Yeah. But But probably such a cool experience to kind of explore different options.
1: Yeah. I, to this day, I still have all the pamphlets. It's, it's in like a big bag. <laughs> I got a lot of pamphlets from from there, but I, I get to like from time to time just to see like how much information I, I kind of got from that day. And a lot of uh, my friends that I went with that trip kind of already knew and I, and I was kind of blanked out. Like I, I didn't know much about colleges. I didn't know much about majors. So learning all that information that one day was really a lot. Yeah.
0: And it's so cool that even though you were learning about some four-year colleges too, it's cool that the community college was the host for that event and kind of helped host such a nice event in terms of college exploration. So that's awesome. Going back to community college, off the top of your head, what are some general things you know about a community college or specifically Moraine Valley Community College, which I know is the community college in your area that you live in?
1: Yeah, so I... No little to none. Um I I know that it's where um it's a two year college, so you get your bachelor's from there. and then it's where a lot of people tend to get their gen ads, which is what I'm planning to do because it just makes it makes the overall cost for college a little bit um, less expensive. So that was one of my major reasons why I'm deciding to go to moraine as well.
0: Yeah, that's a common theme. A lot of students use the the community college to get some of those general ed courses out of the way at a much cheaper price. So Mm -hmm. that's always a huge, huge. And, you know, one of the ways that community colleges sometimes have an impact with or a partnership with high schools nowadays is actually through the classes. You know, in some areas, you can actually earn college credit in high school. In your time at Stag High School, Were you ever enrolled or did you ever take any dual enrollment or dual credit courses?
1: I did know about those um, dual credit classes. I personally didn't take them, but I heard it comes with like a lot of benefits if you take, if you take those dual credit classes.
0: Yeah. And when, do you remember like when you heard about those dual credit classes or like how you heard about them?
1: They were talking about like during my like sophomore year of high school, But then I I really didn't know what exactly they were until maybe my junior year. And that's where I kind of got, I kind of like looked at more information on what it was and how it can help you as far as if you're going to marine and stuff like that and getting your credits.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I know they can be offered at different grade levels and different subject areas. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, the dual credit courses are literally high school courses that you take at your high school and you get credit for them in college. So such a helpful resource that I know that I'm glad that your school is able to offer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as we begin to talk about community college, I also want to talk about your specific plan because- Community College is on the horizon for you, mm-hmm. um, and I would love to know how you got here. So to start, in terms of your post-secondary plans, um, what options were you considering and what were your goals in terms of going to college?
1: My mom is a single mother. She She's raised, my two siblings and I, completely on her own. I've kind of figured out um, financial reasons was a big thing for as far as for me picking a college. Obviously, I was I was super interested in the four year universities and stuff like that. But then, as I started to look in more information, because as I feel like as a first gen, you really don't know anything. I didn't know anything about tuition, how that worked. I didn't know anything about loans, student loans, scholarships. I I really didn't know anything about that until maybe my my junior year, I want to say, and that's when I started to look into more stuff like this or more or research more things, and that's kind of where I kind of. Decided to go to Moraine and a lot of my friends were like, oh, like it's a really it's really good to get your gen eds from there. And then from there, you can kind of just transfer to a university.
0: Do you think that the community college will help you reach your goals in terms of your academics and what you plan to do career wise?
1: I think so. As far as what I want to what I want to do and what I want to be, it's a good start. Obviously, I want to do more schooling after those four years, those two years at Marine, and then the other two years at a university. I'd love to do more schooling. My mom has always said that here, at least in the United States, you're kind of no one without a college degree. So she's always kind of pushed pushed us to kind of lead towards college and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, the college degree can certainly open so many doors for you. So mm-hmm. that's great, great advice from your mom. And what were some of the Biggest factors, you know, if you could boil it down to a couple, what were some of the biggest factors that led you to even being interested in a community college in the first place?
1: Like I said, um, the financial reasons was a big reason, and I'm also because I'm I'm kind of undecided undecided as far as like what I want to pursue. So I feel like Marine would be a perfect fit, at least for me to kind of take classes in both the type of careers I kind of want to go towards. So it's either between nursing or criminology. And I and I looked on their website and they have classes for both. So that way I can take those both classes and kind of see which one I'm leading towards. And then from there, I can transfer to a university that, that has majors in, in either one of those fields.
0: That's great. Yeah. And the community college for someone who's exploring their major, it's, it's a much better sometimes to do that at the community college price as opposed to that four-year price. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's that's great. And, you know, the community colleges still offer a lot of classes in a lot of different areas. So it's not like you're going to be limited. Um, you'll definitely be able to explore some of the nursing and also some of the criminal justice, criminology that you mentioned. So, yeah, great. You know, um, we've talked a lot about transferring. We've talked a lot about, you know, getting your gen eds done. That's a common theme when it comes to students and community colleges. Um, But community colleges can also be great for preparing students for an eventual career. How knowledgeable or aware are you of like some of the career degrees that like a Moraine Valley has to offer, for example,
1: I go on on Moraine's website quite frequently just to check out like the different options I have. So I like, I know they offer a lot of different careers and different in different areas. And, like I know they have like like culinary like a culinary section as well, or other sorts of things as well. But I kind of focus on the criminology and nursing because that's what I wanna pursue. As far as like a career I want to have.
0: But you still know those other options are out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I look at the website and I know that there's many different options. So I'm not, I know that I'm not limited to just nursing or just criminology. I know there's many other options I can choose from as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. And that's so great that you've done your research and that you're knowledgeable of those because, you know, you never know. Plans could change potentially with major, you know, sometimes People, what they think they want to study now ends up changing. And yeah, the community college offers so many career degrees where you can get a job with just the two year degree. Mm -hmm. You know, we sometimes think that you have to have a bachelor's to get a job, and um, there are actually a lot of great careers out there that just require that two years. So I love you using, you know, culinary arts as an example. I know automotive, they have an auto program, they have some other healthcare programs. So that's that's great that you're aware of those and that you've done your your research. So now we are in the second semester of your senior year. It is flying by and you will soon be a college student at Moraine Valley Community College. Have you looked at the application at all, even just you know, glancing at what's required and different things?
1: Yeah, I have just to kind of prepare myself. I have looked at the at the application and the different types of requirements it requires to kind of help me out to make it a little bit easier for me when I when I'm ready to apply. I know you have to get your your transcripts from high school transferred as well for the application. I, I had called Marine. I want to say a few months before my SAT at Stag to just kind of get an idea of what kind of score I needed to get in order in order to not take a placement test for Marine. So I was able to kind of to understand kind of what exact score I needed to get, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Yeah. Because if you score high enough on that SAT in certain areas, you can, you don't even have to take the placement test. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that kind of helps you kind of skip a step in the enrollment process. And the last thing we want to do is take a test, right? So if we can avoid that, that would be, that would be awesome. So. Yeah, and then you'll be placed into that college level because, again, um, there are some classes at the Marine Valley that aren't necessarily college-level classes, but if you can get placed into that college level, you'll actually get the credit for it. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about that is those classes are transferable, whereas some of those lower-level classes aren't. You've already mentioned that your goal is to eventually hopefully transfer to a four-year school. Do you have any specific schools in mind, or do you have any specific plans? I know you're kind of still undecided on major.
1: Mm-hmm. So at the when I was first beginning to look at colleges, um, when I I got introduced to this college at a co- at the college fair at Marine Purdue University in Indiana, and I really liked that they had a they had a they have a really nice nursing program over th- over there at the university. It's a very competitive nursing program as well, so it kind of got me more into it kind of mean it kind of got me hooked if that makes sense yeah. um which i w- i found really interested um that's kind of when i learned that there's like especially in, i feel like in the medical fields there's different different places that are more have like a more requirements i guess if that's the word
0: yeah like a tougher program to get yeah, into yeah there you go yeah and yeah especially with those medical programs um some can be tougher to get into uh, than others. So Mm -hmm. that's great. Well, just want to end today's conversation with some general questions, kind of just your thoughts about your future and in community college in general. And to start, I would love to know, you know, who helped you along the way throughout this process? Obviously, as a first-generation student, Who helped you along the way as you decided to pursue attending a community college like Marine Valley?
1: Definitely, my teachers. Like I feel that they were like a big, a big supportive group. I guess they they were kind of there to kind of answer all my questions that I that I had, or or at least most of my questions that I had. Especially my guidance counselor. She's she helped. She's kind of been helping me throughout the process of which way I kind of want to go to to attend college and stuff like that, as well as some of my brother's friends who are who did attend at Marine or currently in in college or um, have been to college. So that's kind of where I also got most of my information as well to get to hear their experiences kind of really helped me to kind of like what I'm what I have to prepare for.
0: That's great. Well, I can tell you, um, you would probably agree with this, but those support systems mean everything, you know, Mm -hmm. those teachers and counselors and people who help connect you. So that's great that you had such a strong support system to help you through the way. Do you know, do you think there's any misconceptions about a community college or any myths that people believe or spread about community college that you don't necessarily think are true? I actually fell for a
1: myth. Um, (laughs) uh, I I thought like there was a, Like, a few months ago, there was, like, a reason why I didn't want to go to community college. It was kind of, like, a reason behind my, like, in my mind, because I thought, like, Okay, I would do two years of schooling, but then I would have to redo those two years at a four-year university. And then that's when I, when my guidance counselor kind of, like, talked to me. She's like, you would transfer as um, a junior. And that's where I was like, that's kind of where it calmed me down. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I wouldn't have to kind of redo.
0: Yeah. And, Denise, I'm so glad you said that because that is probably the number one myth <laughs> out there. <also. laughs>
1: yeah, and I, and I felt for it. I was, re- I was really scared. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't go to um, Marine. Maybe I should just kind of stick to the four-year.
0: Right. You know, Denise, based on your experiences, you know, we might have people listening, current high school seniors or maybe even high school juniors or sophomores or, you know, any grade level. And I'm curious to those students, to those first generation students listening, would you recommend starting at a community college and why?
1: I would just because I feel like I I would recommend it because I feel like you would get more information or at least you would get a bigger or broader opportunity to kind of figure out what path you want to take in life. I feel like all all first generation students are undecisive. Maybe not all, but a good chunk of them can be undecisive as far as like what they want to do with their lives, what career they want to take. And I feel like Marine or any community college at that matter, is a good opportunity to kind of really figure out what career you want to take. Um, you can take classes from culinary arts, classes from different majors as well, nursing, stuff like that. And you can kind of get an idea of what you like, what's for you, what isn't for you. And then that way you're, you're not, and you're also not wasting a lot of like a lot of money as far as those classes can be. And that way, once you're ready, you can transfer to your major at a four-year university.
0: Absolutely. Well, best of luck in the future. And thank you so much again for being here today. We greatly appreciate you sharing your experiences as a first generation student.
1: No, thank you for having me. It's nice to know that I'm helping other people or other first generation who who don't know what exactly they or what exactly their next step could be.
0: We continue our conversation about community colleges with a current college student, Devin. Hi Devin, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Well, thank you for being here today and for being a part of our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So Devin, today we're here to talk about community college and that experience. And you yourself are a graduate of a community college. So we're super excited to have you share your experiences and your perspective. But before we get started, I would love to have you introduce yourself to our audience.
2: I'm Devin Cooley. I'm a graduate of Joliet Junior College and Joliet West High School. I was born and raised in Joliet. I've been here my whole life. It's a brief Little background about me.
0: And Devin, you yourself, you are a first generation student. And so I'm curious, when did you first learn you were a first generation student? And how did you feel?
2: I kind of learned it towards the end of my high school years, uh, applying to colleges. My mom attended school in a different country, and my dad uh, never really got far in his education. I guess I kind of just emphasized. The feeling of uh, being the one in my family to kind of break those barriers and take us further in life. So it kind of, it was a motivation and a pressure, a healthy pressure, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's a a very relatable, common theme we hear with a lot of first-generation students. So you're definitely not alone in that regard. Now, you know, we're here to talk about, as I mentioned, community college and the community college experience. And, you know, taking it way back, you know, to high school, maybe even middle school. When did you first hear about places like Joliet Junior College? And how were you, how much were you exposed to the ideas of like a community college or a junior college? So
2: I've kind of always known about community college since I was young because my aunt worked at a community college. But I never really knew about it much in detail. Towards like the end of high school, I started learning about it more. And throughout high school, um, it's kind of funny because I learned about it through its like stigma of like going to community college rather than going to a university. Towards the end of high school, I kind of learned, I learned more, and I kind of broke that stigma in my mind of community college and learned uh, that it was kind of the smarter choice for me at the time.
0: Great some of the biggest factors that at the end of the year, in May of your senior year of high school, what were some of the biggest factors that led you to actually taking that jump and pursuing community college? So
2: I you actually introduced me to a great program, Connect to Your Future. It was a grant program for low-income students to obtain their associate's degree for free and get internship opportunities. So I thought that was a wonderful opportunity, actually. So that really gave me the push that I needed. And also the fact that I thought I knew what I wanted to do, but, you know, you're still young and you don't really know completely. So that just that tidbit of being unsure, I guess, I knew that community college would kind of be like a safer option than to just kind of plunge myself out there kind of just get myself prepped closer to home while also pursuing my college education.
0: Yeah, and I mean in terms of making those decisions, you you worded it perfectly. I think that we often want to make decisions when we're comfortable, and we're typically more comfortable close to home oftentimes. And as you mentioned the financial benefits and the, you know, it's it's better to be undecided at a community college paying one price as opposed to going to another school and paying a lot more money. To be an undecided major so yeah. how knowledgeable were you about the various degree options at a community college you know at community colleges they actually offer a lot they offer transfer degrees they offer the career degrees which you were able to take advantage of in the connect to your future program that we used to work together on but they also even have some some short-term certificates how knowledgeable were you about those various options heading into a community college? I would say I
2: was pretty knowledgeable. I was fortunate to have all the, kind of be able to look through all the options first before choosing one. Yeah, I had to actually research various fields and kind of give reasons why I wanted to join various fields. So I did quite a bit of research before joining. And I was already kind of, I had my mindset on being law enforcement. But even when I decided to switch majors, having that prior knowledge of learning about all the majors available to me kind of made my decision pretty easy. So
0: Yeah. And what led you to switch to computer engineering? Do you remember that moment or those those factors in play?
2: It's kind of like a personal experience, but just personally, I didn't want to be in law enforcement anymore. But a large part of me still has that drive to serve and protect. Whether it's not in that way, it can be in other ways. So I always remember when I was, because I wanted to be in law enforcement for like a decade. So I spoke to, I had the opportunity to speak to people over time since middle school, throughout high school. I had the opportunity to talk to people from law enforcement and they mentioned that the computer field would be a good field to go in if I wanted to do law enforcement. So I thought about that when switching majors and I studied computers because it gave me the ability to open myself up to other uh, professional careers. But just in case I wanted to go back to law enforcement, I still could with that education as well. So that's kind of, that was my thought process when making that switch, I guess.
0: You know, since we're talking about your your degree that you finished up with and your interest in computers and kind of what led you there, I'd love to have you share for the audience, you know, kind of what you've done post post-college graduation and the opportunities that have come your way in terms of employment.
2: I feel like I wouldn't have been able to have that discovery and change majors if I wasn't in that community college setting. It kind of gave me the opportunity to, like I said before, slow down and kind of really figure things out. So I'm really grateful for that. After I got my associate's degree, I was able to intern at Joliet Junior College, actually. And then a month after my internship position opened up for online retention specialist, I ended up getting that position and I am currently still in that position. So That's one part. Professionally, I love working in the higher education environment. There's so many opportunities to engage with the community, diversity, equity, and inclusion opportunities. It's just a great environment, I would say. In the community, I do grassroots organizing, which I also discovered during my college days in a community college.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's so great that you were able to find opportunities through your work at JJC, and that that led to an possibility for employment. So it's kind of cool to see it come full circle. You know, you were you were a student at that school, and now you are employed at that school, which is really which is really, really awesome. So continuing on, uh, looking back at entering the community college world, can you describe your experience with applying and enrolling at at the community college level? Do you remember what that process was like? So
2: right now I'm currently transferring to like universities and I will say the process to apply to a community college was way simpler and easier than the process to apply to a university. And I love that though, because I feel like the simpler it is, the less barriers there are for people who face adversity. So I really appreciated that about the community college application. Pretty simple. You know if you're accepted or not fairly quickly, and then you just get in there and get your education done without all the barriers.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, one of the biggest pieces, I think, of the enrollment process, I'm not sure if you would agree, for community college or any college would be the placement testing process. What was your experience with the placement testing process at the community college level? It was a pretty good experience. It wasn't
2: like the easiest test. Um, they, they do test you and see where you are. And I think that's important to place you in the right classes. I did it like a month after high school. So a lot of the information was still fresh for me. I did brush up and study up beforehand. I think that's really important but I think it only took one day. It was was a pretty simple process. I would suggest to study up before it though.
0: Absolutely. Now let's kind of talk about your next step, which is transferring. You've already mentioned that you're in the process of applying for some schools. Was transferring always your goal or when did that become your goal? If not?
2: I kind of always knew that I would eventually transfer, but I knew since I was getting my associate's degree, I would try to gain some professional uh, experience before uh, continuing on to get my bachelor's. So I always kind of explain it as like a getting your associate's degree kind of gave me a little rest stop. And it's not like I wasn't doing anything. I was actually just building up that professional experience that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to get before they get their bachelor's. So I'm actually really grateful because now that I'm going to get my bachelor's, now I have professional experience experience in my field. And now I'm going to have that education. So once I go get my bachelor's, I'll have a lot of, I'll have a leg up in a a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. You know, we all, we all see those memes that say, you know, entry-level position that requires three years of experience, right? And they're like, the the college student is like, I'm not done. I just finished college. I don't have experience. So that's really cool that you were able to, you know, get that associate's degree and to not only get experience, but to get experience in your field. You know, the work that you do is directly related to what you want to do long-term. So that's got to feel good that it's that it's related in that way
2: yeah and it's definitely useful even in the professional experience i gained is definitely useful in uh even transferring and getting accepted into my next school they still consider that uh in my application so i don't regret getting my associates and all uh, working for a little bit before getting my bachelor's
0: Yeah, awesome. No, I think that was a really, really awesome choice. So, And going back to your plans of transferring, what are your specific plans? Do you know what you want to major in? Do you know what schools you're planning to apply to? Do you know when you might want to start?
2: Yeah, so I plan to start in the fall of 2021. Since I got my associates in computer engineering technology, I'm going to pursue a bachelor's in computer science. I also want to minor in something related to political science or policy and law because I do the grassroots organizing. So it kind of really boosted my interest in community engagement. So I want that little minor piece to help that. And I also want, a lot of people don't realize that computer science is in everything, Um, every business, every field. We, we're we using it right now to conduct this interview or podcast. So that's my main reason for continuing my education in that. And I kind of want to use technology to boost my community engagement efforts. So those are my plans in short, but I feel like it's, when you're in college, it's good to kind of keep things open and loose a little bit because you never know what will come to your path or where you might end up. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And have you, are you in the process of applying to schools? Have you finished some applications?
2: Yeah. So I've only currently applied to four schools so far. U of I is one. Florida A&M is one because they have a great program through the USDA. It's a grant program. And DePaul, I actually got accepted into DePaul. And then There's one other school. Oh, University of Southern California. So I'm just kind of putting applications out there just to see what I get.
0: Great. Well, those are all awesome destinations. And let's kind of enter the the final stage of this conversation and discussion and kind of have you self-reflect on some things. Mm -hmm. And to start, I would love to know, what are some lessons you learned from the process of going to a community college? What are some of those biggest lessons that you learned?
2: So I learned some pretty great lessons. I was one of those students who was academics, 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 but I learned at a community college how important being involved with your college and being involved on campus is to your professional development. It's about 50. I feel like 50% is your grades and your education, but the other percent is the network that you make with other students, faculty, staff everyone on campus so that's a really important lesson I learned and I also learned that as a student you should uh, you should make the best of all the opportunities there and all the resources there on campus whether it be asking because there's no matter what school you go to you're in a building full of professionals full of information great resources so I think it's important to ask people questions always ask questions that's what I learned in college as well anything you're curious about I feel like college is the time to Fulfill your curiosity to build your network really is yeah. very important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you pointed that out. And you're still involved with some organizations, I think, over at the community college, right? Yeah. So
2: um, I'm the co advisor for Black Student Union on campus at Joliet, Joliet Junior College. I'm involved with various committees for diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, efforts. And I'm involved with organizations outside of JJC within the community as well. So.
0: Yeah. Well, and similar to how we talked about coming full circle, being a student at JJC and then being employed at JJC, it's now you were, you were a member of organizations or groups like Black Student Union, and now you're a co-advisor. It's cool to see you still being involved. And, you know, a lot of those networks that you talk about, um, sometimes students think those are, you know, only for your college years. But you stay connected with those people forever, you know, yeah, um, definitely. Those, those mentors and those people in your lives that that reached out, you know, and, and connected with you. So looking back at when you went to when you decided to go to community college, did you have any reluctance or regrets, you know, afterwards? about attending a community college?
2: Afterwards, I didn't actually because I was able to get gainful employment. So I didn't have any regret after actually. I kind of wish I had a bachelor's obviously, but I realized that it put me in perfect position to obtain my bachelor's. So there were no regrets there. As far as time of being there, yes, but that was that was due to my major changes and all that stuff. And then when I think about that, I wouldn't have rather done all those major changes and figuring out where, I, what I want to do or where I want to be uh, any other place. Cause that was like, it was, it's a safe environment to do that. I feel like one of the safest environments to do that.
0: Absolutely. And, and, safest and probably supportive. One of the most supportive, you know, like you mentioned, the resources at a community college, they're truly second to none. What do you think are some of the biggest advantages of attending a community college?
2: The obvious one of price, but one of the biggest advantages I know of is the class sizes. You don't get the opportunity. At a community college, I had the opportunity to speak one-on-one more my professors on a regular basis, and that made so much of a difference in the quality of education I was receiving, being able to use the teacher as a resource and not being in a class with hundreds of other students. And kind of just having the close, warm feeling uh, on campus of kind of like having a family. There's like mentors I've met at community college that I know will be there with me throughout the rest of my professional career. I kind of feel like having that closeness and left numbers really made an impact in the quality of my education.
0: Yeah. What were some of the, what kind of resources were you able to take advantage of at your college that you can recall specifically?
2: Well, the main one was the grant program I was a student in, but there's other various things like just free food on campus, uh, free soup, because like you know, as a college student, you don't always have you don't always have the money to buy lunch, but you're at school for a really long time, putting in the work to get your get your assignments done. So, things like having free food, just different events resources as far as like leadership programs, being able to network with uh, different leaders in the community, the various clubs and student activities, kind of getting you out there, building your network.
0: And you mentioned the grant program, which is obviously how we met. I met you in high school and kind of helped guide you towards that grant program, the Connect to Your Future grant. Can you Describe that grant or that program like in your own words.
2: Yeah, so I recommend this grant to like so many people. I think it's perfect because one, they'll be going to a community college, so they're not too sure about school. It's the perfect opportunity and connect to your future pays for your full tuition. It pays for the materials you need for school, like your books. And that alone will lift so much weight off of your shoulders and kind of just give you the opportunity to zone in on your education. I think when I was in college at JJC, I only got three B's there. The rest were A's. And I think the only reason I was able, able to accomplish that was because I wasn't worried about how the tuition was going to get paid for. I wasn't worried about how books were going to get paid for. It was all there for me. And it really gave me the opportunity to truly dive in and not worry about anything else besides pursuing my education. So
0: yeah, grant programs like that exist to remove barriers so that students can succeed so that students don't have to worry about how am I going to pay for the class, or how am I going to pay for the textbook, or how am I going to pay for the nursing scrubs? You know that that you need for those classes. I'm so glad that you were a part of that workforce grant opportunity at your local community college, and, and super glad that you took advantage of it and that you had so much success with it. You mentioned this early on. You talked about the stigma of yeah. a community college, but what are some misconceptions that people have about attending a community community college, do you think?
2: I feel like a lot of high school students want to, you know, go off to a university and, you know, have fun. And I feel like a lot of the misconceptions are that community college can't be fun. You're going to be stuck at home or it's just a continuation of high school. But it really wasn't. I personally was not too involved in campus activities when I first got into community college. But once I started, it kind of proved to me that community college can be fun. It's about what you make of it. And it's about who you connect with and uh, what you seek what the opportunities that you are seeking. So, and it definitely like, if you want to be more connected with the community, it's definitely a way more intimate environment as far as that and getting to know people on a personal level. So I think a lot of the misconceptions are that it's less than a university, but in actuality, it isn't just as good. And it will build a very strong foundation for anyone who seizes the opportunities that are there.
0: Yeah, totally. And to close, Devin, would you recommend starting at a community college and why?
2: I Definitely. Definitely would. And my main reason why is it gives you the opportunity to carefully construct your foundation. And I know for a lot of first generation students, having a solid foundation to then build upon, do great for their family, because that's what a lot of first generation students have in common. They want to provide for their family. They want to do great and they want to be successful. And if you want to be successful, I feel like a strong foundation, a solid foundation is one of the most important things in doing so. So I would definitely recommend it and just kind of go there, take your time. It's not going to be easy. It's still college. It's still rigorous. The classes still challenge you, but it gives you the opportunity to really build your foundation, build your network while you're there, get involved while you're there. But uh, if you do all of that, you're going to be in really good shape do some great things in life, I believe.
0: Absolutely. Well, Devin, thank you so much for sharing your insight and your perspective as a first-generation student who is completed a college degree at a community college and is now pursuing that transfer process. We greatly appreciate you being here today.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me and having me. It was a great experience.
0: We'll round out today's discussion on community colleges with a post-college graduate, Daisy. Hi, Daisy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here on our podcast. I'm so excited for you to share your experiences with our audience. I'm very excited as well. Awesome. So, Daisy, today we're here to talk about community college. But before we get started on that topic, I'd love to have you introduce yourself for our audience.
3: Awesome. Well, my name is Daisy Flores. I work at College of DuPage and I am the dual credit specialist. So I work with high school instructors, administrators, and students helping them start dual credit classes or provide any questions that parents may have coordinating everything that has to do with dual credit. In the past, I have worked in admissions at Oakland Community College. So I have a lot of experience with working with different types of students. Awesome.
0: And Daisy, as I mentioned, And today we're here to talk about community college and and specifically within the first generation student lens. Were you exposed to community colleges at an early age at all? And if so, how were you exposed to them?
3: Yeah, I was not exposed very much to community college. My parents immigrated here from Mexico, Mexico and they did not have an education from anywhere. So after they started working a few odd jobs, they were able to get us an education. And once I started elementary school, I actually met a really amazing sixth grade teacher who kind of took me under her wing. She taught me how important I was. And even though I wasn't the smartest student in class, I was a very hard worker, and she pushed me to do well in school. And from that point, I knew that I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be someone. I decided to be a teacher like her. But as a child, as a, you know, before that, I didn't really know too much about college. I did, however, you know, take a class. My brother went to a community college for a couple classes. He didn't finish, but him and my sister would take me to some continuing education classes at our local community college. And that was really the first exposure that I I was able to have with a community college.
0: That's great. And that's so inspiring to hear about the teacher who kind of helped you know, fire you to think about college and who motivated you. She's amazing. I actually
3: still talk to her to this day and it's been so many years, but, you know, to this day, I still remind her how important she was to my decision to be someone and, you know, to get to where I am right now.
0: And Daisy, another way that students these days especially can prepare for college early is through dual credit and dual enrollment programs. And for those students and families out there who might be unfamiliar with those terms, would you mind defining what is dual credit or what is dual enrollment and kind of that process?
3: So they're a little different. Dual enroll, and you know what, and they are going to be a little bit different depending on the community college, but usually dual enroll are classes that are meant for high school students to take at the college and then just take extra classes while they're still in high school so they can finish up a little bit earlier. Dual credit, however, you are taking your class at the high school, being taught by a high school instructor that has been verified and they are, you know, they have the qualifications to teach uh, that dual credit class and you are getting credit for high school and college. So that way, when you're done with that class, you're able to build your college transcript. Which is great because, like I said, you can have that on your records and you can either transfer to your, you can use it at your community college or you can transfer to a different university that you want to go to. But it is important to know that whatever grade you get in that class, that is going to be on your permanent transcript. So if you're not doing too well, it's important to make sure you speak up and, you know, drop the class if you need to. The nice thing is that at the college, at the high school level, you're able to have a longer time to think about dropping that class where If you're in college, you don't have very much time to decide if you want to stay in it um, without getting a W, which is a withdrawal on your transcript. And all that matters, especially if you're trying to get financial aid. Um, If you fail a couple classes in dual credit, that is going to show up on your transcript. And when you fill out your financial aid, you may not qualify right away um, because of those Fs or those lower grades or those withdrawals on the transcript. So it's just important to take it seriously and talk to your high school counselor,
0: your teacher about those opportunities. so glad, so glad you brought up the financial aid element to it because um, having worked at a community college, I know sometimes my my high school students would come in and they would be already on academic probation and they would yeah. say, How am I on probation? I'm not even in the school yet. But right. it was from it was from dual credit grades that they took in high school. So- You know, you have a unique experience of being a first-generation student who went to a community college who now works at a community college, which is, Uh I'm sure, a rewarding, you know, feeling. Looking back at your experience, can you also maybe touch on your experience with community college in terms of, like, applying and, like, the enrollment process? Like, how does a student get started at a community college?
3: Yeah, so in general, you know, you're submitting your application and, you know, all the So, everyone is accepted. I would recommend to get that in early because that way you can make sure you have all your things met your orientation, your financial aid, you are able to meet with an academic advisor. So, like I've mentioned, you know, you apply first, you're going to get a checklist of what the requirements at each school are, but usually you do have to come in person or do an online orientation. And then, you know, they will help you pick out your classes and they'll make a four, a two year plan or, you know, depending on what program you're going to go into, you, they will help you with financial aid. You make sure you get that in as soon as you can. I would get my financial aid in like first person that got it in um, because, you know, the, the earlier you get that in, the more money you're probably going to get depending on the, and depending on the community college that you're going to or university. But yeah, so, you know, getting those steps in, getting the application. And they're going to help you tell you what your next steps are. You know, take advantage of your scholarships at your high school and make sure you ask your community college what types of scholarships they have as well. A lot of a lot of people are missing out on those scholarships. And then pretty much anyone who applies for those scholarships at the community college are getting are granted those scholarships because there's money there. So someone needs to get them.
0: Yeah. If you can get five hundred dollars, that can pay (laughs) for a textbook or, you know, part of a class you know so
3: yeah and anything like if you I know a lot of people didn't don't do financial aid or don't do scholarships because they already get financial aid but what I did is I got financial aid and I also got scholarships so the leftover money from my financial aid I put it in an account and that was a way I was able to pay for my dorm when I went to NIU so you know you don't think you need it at the community college but you may need it later on to finish your degree
0: very smart yes Mm -hmm. great advice Alongside the enrollment process, can you kind of talk about that placement process? Because that's kind of a new element for some students.
3: Yeah. And again, it's going to depend on the school you go to. But if you place at a certain level for your SATs or ACTs, then you're able to um, place out of the placement test. But there's also some requirements. Some schools will take your GPA for your high school GPA, and then you don't need to take your test. Or if you've taken, um, so with the GPA, if you've taken like, A high enough English class, they will let you skip the English class. You can use CLEP testing. You can really do a lot of different things to get out of the, you know, taking lower level math, reading, or writing. So yeah, you if you don't have any of those requirements, then you can take the placement test. And depending on what your scores are, then you can see what classes you're going to take. But also keep in mind that if you don't score high enough, you are able to take that placement test a couple times to, you know, brush up and. And study and see what you've gotten wrong. But I know, you know, when I went to community college, I didn't even know people could take that test um, more than once. And I'm sure a lot of students don't know that either. But that's going to really save you some money if you retake the test and do a little better and not have to take developmental reading, writing, or math um, to get to your English 101 or you know your college level math.
0: Yeah, because if you place below those extra classes, they kind of delay you in the process of getting through your degree. So yeah, that's a great that's a great point. And I'm curious, how have you seen, you know, both in your work in admissions and dual credit and also, be, you know, being a community college student, how have you seen the transfer services that schools are offering? How have you seen those grow over time?
3: They are getting so popular because like you have mentioned, you know, students are kind of learning on their own how, you know, that community college can help them. So people are going to like more informationals about the different programs. A lot of students that are like, they want to go into engineering, but they know they have to get into the engineering program. They go straight to the university, but they're able to see now that so many schools have programs where you. Do two years at your community college, and then you're guaranteed admissions into the program, say, you know, at University of Illinois in Champaign. So there's different ones. It is very important to start off by looking at a school, the school website to see what programs are there, but then also going to your transfer center at the university, at the university or the college to see. Or I'm sorry, to the school college to see where you can go after that, where each program is uh, accepted. You know, Oakton had a lot of nursing classes. They had a nursing program for two years, but If you went there and you entered a program, then you could get guaranteed admissions to get your four-year nursing degree at a different university. So it's very important to, to do that, to go and do your research. But for example, also College of DuPage has so many programs where you can do two years at the community college and then two years finish it off at the university. But they also have programs where you can do three years at your community college and just finish the last year at the university. So again, all schools are different, but there's so many and you'll be saving so so much money by starting off at those community colleges.
0: Yeah. And those, those transfer partnerships are amazing. I'm so glad you highlighted those because I think those are something that, I don't know, at least to me, I feel like there's more of them (laughs) now than there were even five years ago, you know, um, in terms of those guaranteed admissions programs. They're definitely
3: growing and they're, uh, they're honestly growing them every, every year. I know I used to work closely with one of the transfer advisors at Oakton and every single year, they're building more and they're, they're making new partnerships. So it's, it's great.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. As we wrap up today's conversation, I'd love to have you self-reflect on your experience and have you look back at your experience. To start, I'm curious, do you have any lessons you learned through either or both of those experiences at a community college?
3: I think that I personally was very lucky because I got to experience everything. I was able to start off at my community college and get everything done. I was able to take a CLEP test and I was able to skip a couple classes and you know, pay cheaper for that test. I was able to join organizations at my community college, get my associates, start working with that associate. I was able to go to a public um, university after that, get my bachelor's, join Kawai Latino fraternity. I took advantage of every single thing that I could there, but I was able to see the difference for a community college and a public school. And then I was lucky enough also to be able to experience a private university when I got my master's degree. So they're all very different. And I was was glad that I experienced some in the order that I did, especially because when you're starting off, you really need that person to help you navigate what you're going to be doing, you know, and, and working at the at Oakton, I was able to learn even more, which I kind of wish that I knew all the things I do now then, because and the, you know what, this is what I tell my my student workers is ask us any questions that you have, because you may not know that there's different opportunities for you. I worked as a student worker. So I was able to ask my boss, anyone to let me know what i needed to do to get a certain degree and that's what i would tell my student workers is you know what they would give me their transcripts and they're like do you know what i need to do and i even if i didn't know what they had to do i would know who to contact and get those answers for them right away so i i feel like i've been very lucky and i think that's you know that's the reason i got into higher education is i had a, a wonderful experience it was very difficult at first but i would not trade it i was able to meet so many different people join so many different organizations organizations. When I went to my four-year university, I was able to study abroad. We went to Spain, but I don't think I would have done that if I didn't go to my community college first, because I think I'd be too timid to not ready. I think I... It, community college really makes you grow. It really makes you do things on your own. And then you're able to, you know, be, be something different after.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And those are, you know, sometimes with anything, it's about the timing of it all. And then, Mm -hmm. so it's great that you had that experience at the community college that could then lead you to that four-year school. So that's great. And Mm -hmm. also, you know, we've talked about a lot of um, different advantages, but what do you think are some of the biggest advantages for anyone really attending, a community college?
3: I think the biggest, I mean, I've always mentioned this, is, you know, you're saving a lot of money. That's the number one for me. And I think the number two is you get to know your school. You get to know what people expect at a college. You're not going to be told by the teacher, you have to turn this in. You have to do this. You have to do that. You grow, re- you learn responsibility and you kind of handle it on your own. I, I don't know if I've mentioned, but working at, at NIU, I noticed a lot of students would just come and and, you know, do their thing. They they really wanted to go to a four-year university right away to get away from their parents, but then they would kind of throw it all away and, you know, they weren't doing, they weren't being responsible. So I think, again, it grows maturity and you're able to to grow a little better that way. There's so many students that I had at Oakton that were adults that did not do well at their four-year university and they just kind of flunked out and then gave up and then went back home and they were starting over a couple years later. So that's the thing that I wish students didn't really have to go through. I wish they would be able to just learn kind of baby steps, get to learn how communicate community college works. Take advantage of your resources. Definitely use the tutoring that everyone offers, um, learning centers. They're able to kind of tutor you to help you get some study skills in. And then you kind of know already what to expect once you live on your own. You don't need your parents to keep on reminding you to get something in, or you don't need your teachers to keep reminding you that, you know, your homework is due, you know, a certain day. But uh, yeah, again, it's just money. And I think maturity is the biggest, biggest thing from a community college that you can get. And I think that's the way you can be successful.
0: I would agree with that. Daisy, what would you say is probably the biggest misconception of community colleges that you hear?
3: Other than they're easy, (laughs) because a lot of people think they're easy. I've heard parents tell them, like, just go to the year. It's going to be easy. I think that's one of the biggest ones. Um, But another one, I think it would have to be that schools will not take your credit. A lot of uh, parents, I've heard them tell their students that if they go to community college, they're not going to be able to, they're going to have to do a lot of classes at their four-year university. And I think that gets um, misjudged by not having that communication with their four-year university or not having that communication with their academic advisor at their community college. What I always recommend is to go to your community college and also go to your four-year university and let them know what your plans are. Let your university tell, let them know that you're going to be going to a uh, two-year community college. Ask them what classes that you should take at that school. So then all your credits are being able to transfer. We do have a a rule in in Illinois that you're able to, and I can't think of the word right now, the name of it, but most of the Illinois schools have to take your credits. They are accredited through Illinois and a lot of outside of Illinois as well. So just don't don't think that your credits aren't going to matter somewhere else because they definitely will you just have to make that communication you know talk to your counselors and your your academic advisors at each school
0: yeah and it's funny cuz that that is I'm glad you say that one because that is one that even back when I went to a community college that was a misconception and and back then we didn't have the articulation agreements that you're mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. but now it's a lot easier to transfer those credits yeah definitely i think that's such a such an
3: important thing to, to know. And I hope that parents are I mean, I think I feel like parents are listening to this, too. But, you know, for them to feel confident to ask questions. And, you know, although once your student is at a community college, we can't really give them more like personal information about them or how they're doing or anything like that. But before that, they can ask as many questions as they can, any concerns about different degrees or, you know, any anything that they they may have to definitely reach out and ask. And, And if they're, you know, Latino parents to reach out to a Hispanic, a Spanish speaking person at that school, we've had some people that are some parents that are very wanting to help, but they don't speak the language where they'll leave voicemails to just like the operator at the college and they'll say their message in Spanish, but it will get to where it needs to go. So, you know, make sure you, you try that and try, try reaching out and asking those questions.
0: Absolutely. Daisy, I'm curious, you know, with everything happening this year with COVID and a lot of the, you know, remote learning and uh, testing challenges and everything, financial hardships for families. This is a big picture question, but how might you predict community colleges, they'll continue to serve students, you know, in a post-COVID world or as we exit?
3: Yeah, I think we know all colleges are pretty low in enrollment right now. And I definitely see why, you know, students don't want to focus on college right now. They want to, you know, kind of, they're, they're getting what they need to done right now. They're, you know, working, helping their families, you know, some of them have older people in their families that they need to assist. But I think there is going to be a big change We're we're growing, we're becoming more using technology in so many different ways, even though some some of the ways are failing, but we're learning from it. So I think it's gonna be so much easier for students to to apply and to get different resources. I know being on campus when I worked in admissions, it was so difficult to to do a lot of things without the person being right there in front of you, such as testing, you know, you had to be right there to test with your photo ID. And now we're doing testing that College DuPage du by like Zoom calls. They're doing it by video. So I think they're going to learn a lot of different ways to be technical. And I think students are already very technical. So they know it, we're growing, I guess, with them. I feel like a lot of students are very
0: ed,
3: advanced in technology and we're kind of getting there too right now with, with all the things we have to fix with um COVID.
0: Yeah. I think with anything, there's going to be perks <laughs> and there's going to be cons. To close, I would love to hear your thoughts for how – you think community colleges can best serve first generation students, some of the students who are listening to this podcast?
3: Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the biggest things in the TRIO programs, not all schools have those TRIO programs. It's such an important program for people to have. A lot of people are getting their parental advice from that. They're able to communicate with a mentor and getting advice on what to do after their their two-year degree. Latino resource centers, there's so many different schools or some at universities um, and at community college where they can go and kind of feel like they're being heard. The biggest thing with Latinos is that we see each other as family, which is it's funny because when I was in the ALAS group at the community college, we would call each other family. We still call each other family for the people that we joined with. The fraternity, the co Latino fraternity, same thing, we're brothers and sisters. So, you know, having that Latino resource center, having that community, seeing people that are just like you, i um, going through the same thing knowing that you know your parents crossed the border and their parents crossed the border and we're both going to college and it kind of helps you reach those goals so you can kind of see that it is possible you're able to go to conferences there's so many conferences nowadays for students to see different different outcomes for people that have gone to community college or you know they've finished their degree there's different people at the school where even if they don't work with a certain person if you see like a latino person that works in a missions or the learning center, you're able to connect with them and have that relationship with them. They're gonna help you out and they're gonna help you navigate your your college steps. So again, don't be scared, don't be nervous to ask questions. Have your parents call us and you know, even if we have to get you to some other department, just make those those small efforts to to communicate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we we love to say that, you know, first generation college students, we ourselves are a community. Well, Daisy, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Um, you shared so much, and it was so helpful. Of course. I'm so excited. Thank you. Anytime. And, and I'm sure now with all of the great insight you shared that our listeners, our students, and our their families will certainly know how to college as first-generation students. So thanks again. Thanks again to today's guests, and thank you for tuning in to How to College for First Gents. You may have noticed from listening to all of our guests that starting out at a community college was a great decision for them. For our guests, community colleges offered affordability, opportunities to explore various subjects, the ability to stay close to home, small class sizes, and more individualized support to help prepare them for their next stages in life, personally and educationally. Community colleges have and will continue to be great options for first-generation college students. We hope you found today's episode to be helpful. Feel free to peruse the resources that we have to offer in the website Blurb. As always, you can find us online at howtocollegefirstgen.org. If you have any questions or feedback as we want to hear what you think, what you're struggling with, and how we can help. If you prefer to reach us on social media, you can find us at How to College First Gen on Instagram and Facebook and at HTCFirstGen on Twitter. Remember, you are not alone in this journey. Until next time.